welcome back to another episode of Off The Record. I'm your host, Imogen Marshall, and as always, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All the details are on our website at www.offtherecorduk.com. Now, this week's been a quieter week on the news front, so we're going to dive straight into our interview with the lovely Kaylee Hammock and head of the release of her debut album, If It Wasn't For You, this Friday. This is going to be one of your albums of the year. It's absolutely phenomenal um, and absolutely love this chat with Kaylee. So please welcome her to the podcast. Um, what a big day. You've just released this amazing track with Alan Jackson. Like, can you wrap your head around that? No. Nope. <laughs> um... I'll be honest, it's, people have asked me, you know, how I feel about it, and I'm still a little blown away that Mm. he was willing to do this, that I was able to cover a song that meant so much to me, I'm such a Don Williams fan. I mean, it's uh, just such a perfect song for right now, and it was, it's just such a, such a special track. And the one thing I thought about it is like, I always think of your music as like, you've got such a traditional element of your music. So it's so lovely to see, but also traditional, but modern modern infused. So it was lovely to see the combination come together. Oh, thank you so much, Imogen. No. Um, is that how I say it? Yeah, you're right. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I wanted to make sure, I guess some people call me Callie and I'm like, no. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's you know? over. Uh, but no, I'm sorry, I was two minutes late on this. I'm oh my feeling, god, don't um, be stupid. A few different interviews today. Uh, I apologize. Don't apologize. Like, I'm just happy to talk to you. <laughs> well, I'm happy to be here, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for even like wanting to say anything about my music. You don't know what that means. Oh, and actually. Uh, Though we didn't manage to fully see you at C2C, I had the amazing opportunity to see you at CMT Next Women of Country back in November. And I remember you played Small Town Hypocrite and obviously it hadn't been released yet. And it was just one of those moments in that room. Like I just remember like you got a standing ovation, everyone had chills and that song. Can you talk a bit about that, that track? Because it's obviously such an incredibly personal and autobiographical track. Oh yeah, um, this song, it's a funny story just because uh, some people joke me for saying so many curse words in it, um, <laughs> that actually, that it's funny, this is the song they sent to Alan Jackson uh, to see if he'd be willing to sing with me, who kind of introduced yeah. him to me, and uh, his response was, I love her voice, but man, she says shit a lot, <laughs> uh, which I thought was so funny, <laughs> anyways, um, Small Town the reason it's just as candid as it mm. is, it was about the first heartbreak of my life. Yeah. Um, it is the heartbreak that kept me in my hometown for an extra year after high school that made me turn down a really great scholarship to the school of my dreams here in Nashville. Yeah. Um, it it really set it set the beginning of my life on my own, you know, mm. up. And uh, so it was the first love of my life, to tell yeah. you kind of the story behind it. Um, I... When I told him I was leaving, I got the scholarship to move to Nashville. He told me he couldn't go on without me. So I uh, I stayed. You know, I chose yeah. love instead of my dreams. And uh, anyways, um, when all of that happened, a few months later, after the scholarship was out of reach, I found out he was running around on me. Um, and I just, I was like, screw you, left. Yeah. But I wandered around my hometown for mm. about a year trying to figure out like if I'd already given up dreams mm. and now love has given up on me 
what the hell do I have? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I was like, what do I have? So I tried to find a new guy, you know, and I was like, maybe that will make me happy. And I got into this other relationship that I was like, this doesn't make me happy either. No. This is just like a, a placeholder of some sort. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't what I need. And finally, I was like, you know what? Dreams have never let me down. I've let them down. Mm. And I was like, I'm done betting on the wrong horse. I I put all of my clothes in trash bags, and I drove to Nashville and um, stayed in a Target parking lot. I called it Target because it made me feel. I mean, yeah, you got to make it make it what you want. (laughs) Yeah, but anyways, um, yeah, I stayed there for a few weeks. Weeks, I snuck into a honky tonk and uh you know I started my life over but yeah. that a few years after I was a staff writer at Universal and one day I was just talking to a friend who's talking about the love of his life like the first one I talked about my first love yeah and um how you know I got a phone call from a friend about how he was uh he'd moved in with a woman and I was like where does she live and she was like well in a little trailer on the side of town I think she has a couple kids and I just I was like you said the reason we didn't work was we were just so close we were kind of like almost living together at the time you know like we just moved too fast and then he moved into a double set was it a two-sided double wide something that we don't have in the UK (laughs) okay Uh, riddle me this do y'all have double wides over there if we do, we don't call them that. So I don't know what we call them. <laughs> but Funny story. I, I sang that song and like told kind of a joke about it right yeah. before I did it. And everyone laughed in the room except like three people one time in New York City. And later those three people came up to me and they said, hey, really sorry. They're like, we work with MTV. We don't normally do country outlets, but yeah. we wanted to come. And they're like, we just realized when you said single wide, you're talking about, or double wide, they said you're talking about a trailer, right? And I said, yeah. And they go, yeah. I'm sorry, all of us grew up in New York City. I mean, we don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I've never thought It's about so that. funny because. In South Georgia, they're just, Lord, they're part of the landscape. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's so funny when you think about it and you're like, wait, this is something that is. Uh, It'd be like someone who doesn't know what tea is. We'd be like, what? How do you not know what that is? That's yeah. so <laughs> um, the thing I love also about that, that track particularly is like the detail you go into, but the way you are ma- able to make it still a universal track. So like the one of the my favorite lines is still phantom pains for the wings I've lost. And like, I feel like that, that lyric can relate to anyone, but then you've got the, the double wide and you know, that's more specific do you often leave the specific details or is it more the concept as a whole does that make kind of make sense literally i started a song yesterday that was i sat down on my couch and sat in a pile of my dog's puke and um you know and i started the song i wrote yesterday with two writers it's like one of the dogs is sick again and i keep stepping in evidence it's only my and I want to go back to bed. And it's like, I, yeah. I love starting off with things that are in my life. Because yeah. if, I, if it's significant to me and it meant something to me, if I can express it to someone else and they connect, then that's what I love. Yeah. You know? When I'm able to take intimate parts of my life and share them in, a, um, in an open way. But um, it's really funny you say that line because that seems to be the line that 
most women especially have connected to and written to me it, about. Yeah, I mean, um, it is one of those ones where you're like, that is what I feel. How have you been able to put that into one lyric? It's amazing. <laughs> and one little thing I want to tell you about that song, because yeah. I don't get to say it much. Um, seven years. That's the only part of the song that is not true. It's seven yeah. years. I mm. added years because so there's a saying that every seven years, your body has regenerated every yes. single cell in your body. So you're a different my person. Was, we were only together for about a year and a half and it just wrecked me. It's mm. so funny how fast I can fall in love. But um, the thing is, I, I just sat there and I was like, you know what? In seven years, there will not be one part of me that you have touched or shaped or made. In seven years, I will be completely a new person, and you'll have nothing on me. And that's why I put that in. But what's so weird is so many women have messaged me about these seven-year relationships mm. that have fallen through. And I, I always thought that was so weird. That's the one part that I added seven because I think seven that's is so also funny. a number of completion. Yeah. Um, it's a holy number. And it's I really stood idea. out in my life. That's why I wanted to put it in. But, yeah, mm. I think that's so crazy. That's the verse that people seem to connect to the most yeah. and I love that that was the hardest part to write of the song you know it makes yeah. me happy when people connect the thing that hurt the most to put down on paper yeah I feel like that's the that's the magic isn't it the hardest parts and things that people would really really connect to but then obviously yep. sort of the follow-up to that you obviously released Redhead with you know, a small name Reba um that yeah. track <laughs> I said, I think I sent it to every single one of my friends because I was like, this is like, you just need to hear this song. Um, Spitfire Freckles again is another, another incredible lyric in that. But what did it mean to you to record that with her? It was wild. <laughs> it is so wild to me, even thinking back to it now, that Reba McIntyre and Alan Jackson have been willing to sing with me. Like, yeah. these are two people that are so iconic in my childhood and in, in my entire life, but mm. especially my childhood when I was starting to grow this love and passion for country music. Yeah. So to have her on this song, it was a fluke of a situation. <laughs> I mean, it was a manifestation I just kind of threw out in the air one time with my manager. She was like, I know that you're going to have your friends on this album, like Ashley and Tennille, and that's great. Yeah. She was like, but is there any big name that, like, you haven't you might just yet? like, just to throw in there. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, Reba. I was like, I want Reba on Redhead. How cool would that be to have the Redhead on the song I wrote that was inspired by my fiery redheaded cousin, and I wanted to write for the redheaded women in my yeah. life. And anyways, um, yeah, it was so cool. I mean, our managers were talking one day. Reba's manager brought me up to my manager uh, and said, yeah, Reba really likes her. And then Mary, my manager, said, well, why don't you listen to this song? And anyways, uh, played Redhead for him. He said, I want to play this for Reba. And they played it, and Reba was like, I really like this song. And Mary was like, well, what if you sang on it? She really would love for you to sing on it. And, I mean, it is just crazy how... If you put something out in the universe, yeah. even if it's a crazy dream, sometimes it can happen. And but that, I also is, think that it, is my crazy dream on this album. Which I think is amazing. And I also think it's something about to be said about, you know, everyone talks about women in country music at the moment and how difficult it is to go on radio and all that kind of thing. But I also think there's such a thing of the women in country music seem to be really supporting each other at the moment and i mean you have like miranda's brought you guys on tour and you know we're talking about all all female tours and things like that and then obviously you know ashley and Neil are on this record so how much did it mean to just like 
that kind of side of it because I feel like there's not enough light shown on just women supporting women in country like everyone talks about radio being against it and yes it is but like we need to celebrate women being amazing to women yeah and my thing is like it's one of those questions I get asked all the time they're like how do you think the industry will be better mm-hmm. like how do you think why how do you think the industry will become better to women and mm-hmm. I was like hire more women yeah because women are the ones especially behind the scenes that is making all this happen for female artists yeah. and helping promote them they're the people that hear that there's an absence of female voices mm-hmm. Because we, we're like, where's the voices telling my story? Exactly. Where is it? So, I mean, it's just, I'm just so grateful that you're doing what you do as well. And Thank that you. you just take an interest in female artists. But um, it's, Tennille and Ashley are two of my closest friends. Yeah. Um, and we have created this friendship over the past year or two. Um, and it, I don't know. I, with the whole industry kind of feeling it kind of puts this um, this idea in your head or in everyone's head yeah. that there can only be one big woman at a time. Which is just not true. And it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's there we go. It's such bullshit. Like, I'm sorry, but it is. No, it and completely the is. There are so many slots for so many different types of music. You mm. look at the world. There I mean, you look at pie. you, Ashley and Daniil. I can't think of three different women in country music. The sound of your voices, the music that you're putting out, the kind of things you're putting out, even like the looks and everything. Don't yeah. don't tell me and that the we is, only need one. Yeah, and the thing is, when we sit down together and we do a thing once a week, us three, uh, that we get drunk and we sing covers together on my back Love porch. That. Love like that. I have big old chairs literally eight dollar old timey chairs from goodwill that i drag out of my garage and we sit in these comfy chairs and we just sing around the fire and um it has been it has been such a soul reviving kind of like therapy session yeah. for me every week to be around these women because anytime something you know happens and i feel defeated i call one of them yeah and they're like yep been there I felt that. Yeah. Trust me, it gets better. You know, or whatever it is. It's. I think that until we rally around each other, until we introduce more women into the workplace and country music and in the music industry in general, until all of the artists start to bind together, create yeah. really strong unions of female power, and we're able to get enough women hired. I don't think that we can truly change anything. No. I think that, but we are the ones that have the ability to change it. Yeah. We just have to. And. Yeah. Yeah. I just I feel like that should just I'm, be like framed up. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't get how in the hell you can hear these women and not promote them. I, I know. just don't get it. Like these when I hear their music, when they, like, the other day, Ashley played me a new song around the fire, and I just bawled my eyes out. And well, I'm that's like, what I did to some of your record. I'm not, not, I'm not even, that. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, a few tears were shed when I, when I first heard the record. Like, if it wasn't for you, it's just, as a, like, it's hard to even believe it's your debut record, because the depth of it, the, there's so much in there um and i every day day i think i change my mind about what my favorite track is but looking for a light at the moment seems to be standing out and i don't you know it's just one of those ones i just think it's gorgeous could you again talk about that one because again incredible songwriters that you've written with on that one thank you uh 
I started that first verse I wrote by myself. Um, mm-hmm. And I wrote it in my house on my 23rd birthday. Um, so <laughs> I on my birthday, I give myself a pass. Mm-hmm. I can drink a whole bottle of liquor. I can smoke a whole pack of cigarettes. I can roll a J. I can kill a person. It doesn't day. matter what I do. It's my day. I just love this sneaking in. They're like, I can kill a person and it's fine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's my birthday. Yeah. Anyways, um, so the thing is, um, I woke up and I kind of just had this idea that God was going to like, not birth me he was gonna like birthday gift me a song idea yeah and because i was like that's all i want for my birthday is a killer idea give Mm. me a killer idea and i sat there playing 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 for a couple hours and it just nothing was coming up it was about 11 o'clock and i was like damn like okay sick um haven't come up with anything worthwhile it's like god did you uh, forget which day it is it's today (laughs) not tomorrow today today. yeah so uh i'm fed up and i go to my kitchen uh jump drawer to get a lighter i'm gonna light me something sit on my back porch and just hang out for a while so um i go to my kitchen jump drawer and i pull it out and i mean this is a broken little drawer i have to yank it and when i do all the stuff comes to the front mm-hmm. and the first thing I see is the fake ID that I realized that morning I caught up with when I was nine. That's so weird. Oh. Anyways, I, um, so I, I realized I was like, Oh God, I, I called up to the age I always pretended to be. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a weird feeling, you know. Uh, I keep looking for a lighter through that junk drawer, and I find letters from the boy that, that Small Town Hypocrite has written about. Um, oh the song, like the guy that really broke me, that for some reason, sentimental me, he, he wanted to hold on to these letters and keep it in the kitchen. I mean, I'm the same place. sentiment. I'm just going to move to the So, the um, as I'm going. As I'm going through and I find them, I pick them up and I bawl my eyes out. And okay, why every time I try to lose when I want to go to a job, pretty much, um, I'd sing at these bars since I was 13. Like, when I want to go back home and go to a job bar with some old high school friends, I have to run into you. Every time I want to cut loose, even on my birthday in Nashville, Tennessee, in my kitchen junk drawer, you sneak up on me when I'm trying to cut loose. Like, and you're like, I was like can you I just go? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I got to stop smoking because like this is the only time I run into you is when I want to cut loose this way. Yeah. So um, I wrote that first verse and it was really about what was happening that day. And I brought it into Hillary Lindsay and uh, Gordy. And I played it to him at the end of a write. We were already writing another song. Mm-hmm. I played it for Hillary, and Hillary said, I never do this because I don't want to be a jerk, but would you please save that idea for us so we can get back together and write it? Because I really want to I want to write that yeah. for you. And I was like, okay, all right. You're so like, yeah, Hillary Lindsay, I mean, that little, that's fine. That's not That's not a name that you say, like, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Gonna Actually, I'm going to I'm gonna give it to someone else tomorrow. Sorry about that. <laughs> sorry you should have jumped on it yeah. <laughs> but um yeah it was just it was so cool to write it with her and uh one uh producer thing i want to tell you about mm. if you listen in the back that's not a steel brush on a snare that little shh yeah. it's actually sandpaper that morning when we went into the studio i sent a runner out from the studio mm. to um 
get sandpaper and a piece of plywood. Oh my gosh, And the drummer sat over there with a piece of, and he did this. First of all, that gives me like the heebie-jeebies because I'm like that sandpaper. So that's amazing. I just, I love making weird sound like that. Tom Waits used to do that. And um, even the Beach Boys did it. And they just found random things to create new sounds. Mm. And I wanted, I was like, there's something about that song. Like there's something about all my music that, I want to put elements of my family and my life in it. And when I think about looking for a lighter, it's kind of this eventual grind of learning how to not run into you, whatever it is. Maybe yeah. I need to stop smoking, you know, whatever it is. And it's yeah. that kind of grinding. Sorry for the little interruption. We had a few issues with the audio, but please welcome Katie Hammock back. We got her to talk more about Mean Something and the rest of her album. It's like watching it, I was like, I don't care so much about the award because yeah. that award goes home and it sits on a shelf but if you create the song that lasts generations upon generations yeah isn't that the magic and, and the ones that people connect to magic. and that's why i was like i really care about that i want to mean something and what's really weird is chance the rapper uh performed and I remember he was doing these really quick phrases, mm. you know, as Chance does. And he had a gospel choir behind him. And I was watching him. And I started writing things. I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm hardly a poet. I'm mm. definitely not a prophet. Like, something, no, no, no. Like, I don't want to do anything for prophet. Like, all of this different stuff. And it was like, all I want to do is mean something. Don't we all yeah. just want to mean something? Don't we all just want to be something to somebody else? And I was like, that's the main, we all just, literally all of us just want love and respect really in the grand scheme yeah. you want people to love you somebody normally one person just love you more than anyone and you want people to like you or respect yeah. you and i was like that it boils down to that but why is it that it's so hard to find that in the world why is it that you know we all want these simple things but we divide ourselves so easily mm-hmm. you know and um anyways i I had this idea. I had like this running yeah. lyric, you know, and uh, Mikey and I sat there for a few hours and was like, what is the sound? What is the sound? And then he said, this is really random, but I worked this full fleshed out like track mm-hmm. with no words a couple years ago. And I don't know why, but it's reminding me of this. Yeah. So he pulls it up and it is a completely fleshed out demo oh my God. to my song, the melody, the key everything just like it was weird that's when you're like there is something yeah the universe is telling me this yeah and it was so easy and then uh i got with my publisher and she was like okay let's make an album who do you want to work with and she threw out all the big names in nashville and i was like thing is if every time i've worked with a big producer i get lost somewhere my sound gets lost in the process and I was like, so what I want to do is I want to be a co-producer and mm-hmm. I want to work with someone for me personally. I don't know about you. But yeah. Like what I've noticed in my life is when I take a chance on someone that's young and hungry, like I was to yeah. do what they want to do, I have 10 times more success than yeah. ever working with a high Well, I think it's because you stick like, with your authenticity and like he clearly is someone who knows you and knows your sound and knows what you want to do and is like that is what he's putting forward rather than himself yeah and that like and also my thing is none of us have infinite ideas Mm -hmm. you know and when there's a majority of like five big producers in town and they're producing all the artists how can you really be completely different no if you're well you can't so 
so that's why I wanted to work with someone that was young and eager and wanted to also I wanted the thought of like I would love for my debut album to be someone else's debut album wouldn't that you be know, like the coolest on a major label like Mia and Mike are getting to put out our first like big major label album together and that is just so much fun to me because it it spreads the excitement yeah you know all yeah, it makes it makes everyone that much more excited and it's actually even more special almost. And actually, exactly. I guess going off that, I mean, if it wasn't for you, it is the debut. What, what are you kind of like, I mean, it's a daunting thing to release the debut, but kind of what do you hope people take away from this? And yeah. All right. Uh, my phone, of course. No, it's cool. I need that. Um, you need to look up, there is a app called The Pattern. Okay. And it works on like your birth astrology. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so the thing is, mine today was talking about you have the ability to create a safe place for people to feel their emotions. You just have to remain true to yourself. Yeah. And I just sat there and I was like, that's so weird. That's so weird. I screenshot it because um, I've told people in all of these interviews, I was like, my main goal in this was to create a sonic safe place yeah. where people can listen to the album by themselves in their kitchen because that's where I listen to my albums. Like, oh yeah, me kitchen dancing. I'm like kitchen dancing, have a little thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's where we need to listen to it. I was like, I just want people to be able to, you know, be washing dishes, looking out the window, singing, looking for a lighter. I want them to be dancing and twerking in their kitchen to king size bed i want them to redhead as well thank you very much sister. i've been dancing around my kitchen to redhead that is the song that needs to be I danced to <laughs> um, it's just it's been so much fun mm. and getting to getting to put out music that is like a diary entry to myself but also knowing that so far what what people have shown me and it is such a beautiful gift is that the songs that were the hardest for me to write the songs that felt like the most vulnerable mm -hmm. that I've ever been in my music, like Small Town Hypocrite, yeah. Sister, Forged in the Fire, those were the hardest for me to write and to feel. And um, with those, those seem to be the ones that people connect to the most. Yeah, it's and so true. That just shows me like, there's a Rupi Kaur uh, poem that <sighs> I really love. And it's a one not, My favorite and person already, I'm like, Rupi Kaur, little quote dropping in. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> she, has, she has one, it's just one line and it says, to be vulnerable is to be powerful and like my thing is if I can be 100% vulnerable in my music tell all the mm -hmm. nitty gritty you know say all the cuss words say everything the way that I felt it and just yeah. put it out there even if it's not perfect I it think will be that the imperfection is it adds to the authenticity of it and yeah. I think that if I'm able to be 100% honest and tell it how it is and just rant and rave and cry and feel if people feel like someone is doing that, they feel more apt to show their true selves yeah. if they think you're showing your true self. Oh, it's so, so true. Even though I've never met all the people that have heard this record, I hope that it almost feels like we're meeting one another. You know I what I mean? I think it will. Like, yeah, 100%. I want 100%. to feel that in music. Well, I think I've got to let you go for your next interview. I could talk to you all day. I'm just so excited for this. I so this project, um, and I'm just hoping but at some point, all of this goes away. The UK can see you live because I think you're going to resonate so well over here. Thank you so much, you're, Kaylee. You've been my favorite interview all day. Thank oh, you so thank much. you. I appreciate it. Um, I'm sure we'll speak soon. Have a great day. Bye. Alrighty, thank you. You too. Have a great day. Hello, Kaylee. Hello. 
so thank you so much to Kaylee for that and that was it for another episode of Off The Record make sure to get um, get your hands on Kaylee's album when it comes out this Friday if it wasn't for you and it's available for pre-order now have a great week bye y'all mm-hmm.